offensive line, uh, how much do they need preseason games to really get a feel for each other? Can you do that in practice with the running back in an offensive line? Yeah, we certainly can get a lot done in practice. I think uh, no matter how how much or how limited, I think it's important that we all play in the preseason games if, if we're able to, and I think uh, you'll see that happen. We haven't seen much from DeMarco this, this past week. Have you seen We him? have. That's what I'm asking. Have yeah. you seen enough of him in team drills and seven on seven to have an observation of him? Yeah, no, certainly we have a, a strong, good, good feeling about what he's able to do. And he was out there the last couple of days. You know, he's been able to execute our basic runs and, and really kind of display a running style that, that fits what we want to do. What, what is that feeling of what he can do? Well, I think he's a, um, you know, he's a guy that's got very good vision. And I think by having good vision, you know when it's time to hit the hole or time to do something else. And I think that can be said also Ryan Matthews and then certainly Darren Sproles and, you know, and actually uh, Kevin and, and Raheem have done a good job with that as well. So. That crew, I think, uh, and as you run the plays more and more and more, and you know, you get used to blocking against a certain front, you know where the creases are going to be or where you expect them to be, and then you hit them. And I think they've done a good job with that. Have you held him back these past few days from what normal workload would be? No, no, he's in there working. And you know, we're going to have this uh, that question later in the year: How come you don't have them all on the field all the time? You know, so they each got their workload. Um, and some of the work comes in the drill work where we're getting as much uh, kind of explosive running as you might see in teams. So we certainly are we're happy where he's at. Tim made a point last season that you know, LaShawn came out at certain times, maybe because of fatigue or he was getting tired. Do you have a plan specifically with DeMarco and Ryan to where you know, they're fresh from the first quarter all the way throughout? Yeah, the plan is, is we're excited if both or either of them are in there at any time. And, you know, it's with a running back, you know, I've said it before, it takes a village. So it takes a group of running backs when you want to run the ball like we do. And we're just very fortunate that every guy we put in there can run the ball the way we want it run, can pass protect, and then certainly have good enough hands to catch it when we throw it to them. So um, we don't feel all that stressed out about it right now because we feel good about all the guys being in there. Yeah, no, we're, we're aware of what last year was all about, but you know, we, we kind of train and we monitor our training and we kind of know what we expect from all of our players and um, we feel good about where he's at. Uh, the new tight ends that you have on the team, uh, is, there any, is there any way you can get a feel for how well they block until they play in the, that first game? Well, I think certainly the uh, preseason games are important for tight ends uh, because you get to block, you know, live looks, and there's times when you, you know, can go low on a guy or whatever. Um, but we feel good about what we're seeing in, in training. You know, we've we got some very stout guys that know how to set the edge well, so we're we're getting a really good feel for what our guys can do here in our training sessions. What do you expect the right guard uh, competition to pan out, and ideally, when would it? Pan out? Yeah. Ideally, sooner than later. You know, anytime you can say these are the 11 guys you're playing with, the, the sooner the better. But we need to make that decision at the right time. And I think the preseason games will be a, a pretty good gauge or monitor as to who that guy's going to be. How did Muffet do yesterday in his first team 
reps uh, at that spot? Yeah, you know what? He had quite a few team reps yesterday, uh, first team reps, and but he's had him had him sprinkled in. I think he's a guy that's making um, he's making greater improvements, steady improvements, because he's had so far to come. You know, he you know he didn't have the benefit of being here in the spring, but I thought he had a pretty good day yesterday. Are you seeing? Um any separation as far as th those right guard candidates so far in practice, or are they all same yeah. Again, I, it goes back to a little bit about what I said about the running backs. You know, we've got some guys in there that are candidates to be the starting right guard that we feel good about. It's just a matter of us picking one, and I think as we go through the preseason games here, you know, that'll probably play itself out. What happens if you find yourself, and I'm sure it's a good situation, where it's really tough to choose between two all three or, or there's not a whole lot of separation um how do you kind of go about did you start splitting hairs in a sense i mean and as a coach when you do no, that we have ways that we make our decisions and basically it's based on what player gives us the best chance to win football games and so that's where it all comes down to right, but that is always obvious when it's time to make that decision. well it's not always obvious when you have you know a competitive roster and, and guys competing and that's good I think that's really good. You want to have a, you want to have a roster where guys are competing at every position, and you know that's certainly where our focus is now, all of us. And um, you know we'll get it sorted out. Getting back to the tight end question, specifically Hertz, he put a great deal of emphasis off season in technique and blocking. Yeah. And you know you can't see everything out here, but sure. what are you seeing as a payoff specifically for him out here? Are you seeing that? I'm, we're seeing it certainly. I think he's a, a more efficient blocker. You know, obviously his, um, his redeeming quality as a tight end is as a pass receiver. We all know that. Um, but what's important is what, what was maybe not considered a redeeming quality, you improve at. And we've seen those improvements that he's focused on in the offseason. Um, again, he's, he's better with his feet. He's doing a better job of hitting his target. And then depending on where the play is being run, he has a, a little better idea of how the defender is going to try to beat him and then how to finish the block. And those are all things that uh, happen on every play. Was Huff held back uh, yesterday? Uh, he was in there. Yeah, there's there's nothing going on with him. He'll be out there. Last year, Jordan Matthews, oh, I don't think so. last year, Jordan Matthews played a lot of, in practice. You know, he started off on the second team a lot. Him and Mark Sanchez connecting. You have Aguilar running right now with the first team a lot also. Sure. Um, is it just a, a rookie who's ahead of the pace, or you just felt comfortable that? No, I think you know our our core is a little different now. Our receiving core, you know, and the way we have it set up, we got a, we got a really good rotation going. In our opinion, you know, you got Coop and Miles going over there. You got, you know, on the inside, we got a lot of guys. In fact, we played most of our guys. And anytime we create a slot, a right or left receiver could be in there anyways. And then on the right side, we got a good rotation and. What you're trying to create, again, it, it takes a village. We need fresh bodies out there, and we want to get to where we can. All the guys that are active, we want to be able to count on them to go out there and play so that we don't look out there and call a pass and say, oh, darn it, that guy's in there. We don't want that. And we feel like we're better this year from that standpoint. And how has Nelson handled those opportunities? That you know, he's done good. And again, he's made steady improvements. Um, I thought he came here in the spring. We, we, met, we talked about this before. You know, you come off the, uh, oh, I don't know, the draft parade, you know, and then you're thrown into training and you're probably not quite as ready as somebody that's been here before. And uh, he's one of those guys where you say, wow, what a big difference now as compared to then, you know, kind of like what we thought.
How's Rasheed Bailey looked so far to you guys? Coming in here undrafted, local guy, you know, he played well in Division Three. You know what he's done? I mean, early in spring, he didn't know Diddley. Uh, he was out there running around. Um, but you can see now, he makes very few errors, so he's making improvements schematically. And, you know, he's kind of a thick-bodied, tough guy. Um, so he shows up in those kind of uncontrolled situations when we're scrimmaging and such. And he catches the ball. You know, I, I think if you had one attribute as a receiver, being able to catch the ball is where you would start. And so, um, yeah, he's done some good things. Is it going to be tough for him to make the team when you guys have so much depth at the receiver position? I don't know. I, I think, you know, we encourage our guys to get better every day. And if you don't make this team, prepare yourself where you're going to be good enough to make somebody else's. And, and then whatever happens, happens. So much like the other positions we've talked about, there's so much, so much water that's got to run under the bridge. It's hard to say. What do you think about Louis Sanford the back shoulder? Well, I know. I've seen it in the past. I think, I think he throws that ball well. And I think, um, you know, it's one of those things. It's a reaction throw. In other words, we're trying to run by somebody, and then all of a sudden you see it, and boom, you throw it, and they react to it. You know, I think, but I think he throws it well. What have you seen Most quarterbacks do. What have you seen from Pratt from year one to year two? I mean, last year and here, I guess he, he came in and didn't make the team, but. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just, oh, Karan. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, uh, just from last year to this year, it looked like he kind of made a safe job. I think he's, uh, he's obviously more certain about what he's doing. And the more you know what you're doing the, with more confidence, and so he's playing with more confidence. And he's made more plays down the field this year than he did a year ago. And, you know, he was, I guess you could have considered him a developmental player a year ago. And now he's shown up in a way where uh, you see obvious improvements. What, what about the progress um, Jordan Matthews has made since the end of last season? I mean, what, what have you kind of seen from him so far to kind of make you think he can be better than he was? Uh, you know, I think behind the scenes is where you see it more. Instead of just running routes, you know, you know, they're they're more aware of how to release a guy and how to get open. You know, do I have the leverage I I want? And if I do, I got to do something to keep it. If I have the le if I don't have the leverage I want, I got to do something to get it. And so instead of just running a flag route, now we're talking about more of the details of how to really get open on a flag route. And I don't know if I'm. I don't know if that's a good example, but that, that's what you get from a guy in his second year. And, and I think we're seeing that from Jordan. Do you see him as being like a guy who can you know, replace a lot of the numbers that Macklin had last year? I mean, I know you probably yeah. spread it around. So. I don't know. I, I think he's got to worry about getting a, improving on the production he got. You know, And I think production, when we throw it at you, make a play. You know, And I think... Um, even as we're going along, you know, we kind of build on what we do. And, you know, I, I, we expect him to just improve on what he did a year ago. Because of, because of that production from Jordan last year, Pat, and, and the rest of that rookie receiver class that was so good, you feel like that has thrown expectations kind of out of whack uh, for a guy like for Nelson Aguilar um, coming in with uh, high expectations? Or is the bar set that high internally for you guys? Outside the building or maybe under this tent, you know, that – but hey, come out here every day and become a better version of your former self. And so each time they go out there and train, just get better and better and better. And then we really don't focus on the expectations. We certainly can't worry about the, the good or bad things that we just got to try to get better. And I think that's the approach. 
Do you have a range? Do you have a range for the optimal number of snaps you'd like to see Bradford get Sunday yet? We, you know, we we haven't finally discussed that. I'm sure you could expect me to give you that answer. Um, but that is that is very accurate. That's very accurate. Uh, we want to see. We've got a couple solid days of training here, and then we'll regroup at that time. And you know, I'm sure you'll get a shot at coach. He'll give. He'll let you know. Is it safe to say you're expecting to play? We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, maybe. In the whole preseason last year, I think McCoy had 10, 11 carries. You knew what you had in him. Is it going to be the same with Marco this year, where you? It's hard to say. It's hard to say. You know, when we put it all together and, you know, it, it kind of cut. We have an idea of what we want to do with each player, you know, as the, as the games go on or what we want to do with the ones and the twos and the threes and who we want to feature. We have a, you know, it's in pencil, you know, a broad stroke idea of how we want the preseason to look. But as you get toward each game, then it then you write it in pen. That's what what do you like about Alan Barber at left guard? Allen is, uh, I think his redeeming quality is he's very sturdy. He's very physical. Uh, if he gets his hands on you, you know, I think he's certainly got the advantage. And uh, as he's getting used to playing uh, next to JP, you know, you're starting to see the, the camaraderie there where they're, they're, they're working well together. And so, um, again, we feel good about his progress. But he's a big, sturdy guy. And... You know, when you're when you're throwing a football, you like firmness in the pocket. You know, you know we expect edge pressure. You know, the quarterback can step up, but when the quarterback can't step up, I don't care how tall you are, that that puts pressure on you. And he's a firm guy. What is that quality? What is that quality redeeming him from? Like, what is what is that overcoming that he maybe needs to work on or might be a shortcoming? Uh, you're backing into a question. Uh, I, I think it's just a matter of him getting used to. Playing, playing there, and, and playing amongst, uh, you know, between Kelsey and JP. But he's he's doing a good job. And again, he's just coming back. He, I mean, he missed all last year, so, you know, it's just a matter of him being out there and playing. It's kind of the sense that, that you really value athleticism up front. Um, Absolutely. Can you speak to Allen's athletic ability, just relatively speaking? Yeah, I think it goes without saying that our guys are are athletic. So when I say he's big and sturdy, that's you know. Uh, an add-on to that and so no he moves his feet well he's able to um, block the line of scrimmage and then when we combo off to the second level he's able to to deal with guys that are a little bit more athletic than maybe he would be uh, we like to get him the ball steadily and consistently and you know he certainly is um, you know he's a he's a unique outstanding player I mean he, he's as good as any receiver you have and then you can hand him the football uh, you can extend him and throw him the ball or you can throw it to him out of the backfield so you know we, we just need to make sure we get him the ball and, and we have a plan to do that talk about a captain obvious answer I mean I, I, I'm sure I didn't help you with that but how that's much when you, when you went back and watched him week to week how much did attention that he draw on the field? Did Darren uh, attract on the field from defense last year? Oh, a great deal. You know, and a lot of times when, when teams were playing matchup coverages, so you, you, we would get situations where they'd try to double Darren and double Ertzy, you know, and so we have, you know, we see that we see that quite a bit where they can double, you know, kind of their inside receivers. That's why it's important we move them around, um, you know, spread the ball out. Does the 
that running back kind of free you up to use him more? It seemed like last year because of Chris being hurt, he was almost yeah. like a backup catcher. You couldn't afford to get him hurt with McCoy being your only running back. That's a good way to that's a good way to say it. I I, I don't know if that went into our thinking, but um, you know I I, I think we got to just find that smooth mix between you know Demarco Ryan and, and Darren, and nothing says we can't put all three of them in there at the same time, which would be kind of cool, you know. Ideally for you, would you rather have him not return kicks off or not be on special teams? Because you have him available more for you. I'm, I don't have a horse in that race. I, I mean, I really. I, we just need. We just think it's smart to play him on offense. You know. Two more guys. Uh, last time you said kicks a game, kicks a game. What do you expect to see different in games that 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 does not come across the practice? That that type of that type of a deal. I you know I can see Tim zone reading something, pulling it, and then you know the whistle sort of gets blown here. He hell he might run a guy over. You you, you never know. I mean so that kind of uncontrolled type stuff. You know, we could run a we could run a naked, and he gets out on the perimeter, and you know, guy hanging off him and making a throw. You, you know, all that type of stuff that you say, "Wow, that was really a terrific athletic play." That kind of stuff. Is it also possible that some of the attributes he brings and the possibilities he brings, you might not put on film during the preseason? I don't know. I, I think there's pretty good evidence of what Tim. Is. He's been doing this for a long time. I got home, I don't know, a couple nights ago. It was late. I'm, I'm catching up on the college football stuff, so the SEC channel. So anyway, so the S, and they had a, a bowl game, Florida playing Michigan in 2000. It was Lloyd Carr's last game, and they're standing there and empty, and Tim got the, I mean, he got the crap knocked out of him, but he was making plays and throwing it to Percy Harvin, and it was all this crazy stuff where it looks like it shouldn't work, and all of a sudden they score a touchdown, you know. So what Tim can do is on tape. I don't know if we're hiding anything. You know. More schematically than physically. Yeah, and again, we're not so worried about that because we can do with Tim, technically, you know, what we can do with the other quarterback. So from a scheme standpoint, not that big a deal. All right, guys.